Hello and welcome to uh, the STEP conference, our pop-up studio of Popster. We go around the world, we have these podcast studios and we meet amazing people. We talk about the change in the Change Officer podcast and today we will we will talk about the future change officers, the kids who are uh, inheriting this uh, world uh, after us. And this is why we are talking with uh, Helen uh, Al-Uzaizi, uh, talking about kids, talking about the future in business, entrepreneurship and education. Hello, Helen, and welcome to the Change Officer podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. I'm excited about this conversation. We just uh, talked a little bit uh, before we turned on the cameras and really exciting uh, things that you do. And it turns out that uh, you definitely have a niche uh, to address to, uh, the audience to address to, and uh, the objective problems to solve. So you are a Future Entrepreneurs uh, uh, founder, uh, which is the uh, Biz World uh, license holder for the Middle East. Yes. Talking about education of the yes. kids in entrepreneurship and uh, uh, business world. Yeah, so we call it a future-focused uh, uh, learning, if you will, okay. or core skills. Um, these are terms that people are using a lot more now. And the idea is that education hasn't changed much. So unless you're in the very top premium schools teaching things like IB and global citizenship, most people are actually getting an education that doesn't match what the world needs today. 20th century. And absolutely. And it's not even what the world needs in the next 10, 15 years. It's completely outdated. And so the concept behind setting up future entrepreneurs and then bringing in the biz world uh, curriculum into the Middle East and North Africa was that we wanted to teach kids how to have the entrepreneurial mindset, how to build an entrepreneurial mindset. And does that mean that everyone needs to be an entrepreneur? Absolutely not. What it does mean is that whatever career path you choose, having that mindset will prepare you better for it. There's a lot of statistics out there, like if you walk into a grade one classroom, 65 to 70 percent of children will be in jobs that don't exist today oh yeah so what are we teaching them and uh, we can't i mean we we can't continue down the same path and this is where the idea of a project-based approach where they're learning a lot of skills comes into play who can be the member of your organization who can attend the courses who can learn uh, from you we work with schools we work with youth organizations. Um, we work with universities as well. So different, there are different ways that people can connect, but primarily we work through schools. So um, one of my biggest clients is the GEMS Education Group, and we have GEMS World Academy is the center of excellence for entrepreneurship. So they, their students all have access to the programs, but then the wider GEMS community would also have access to it. And um, on the other side, we run our own programs, of course. Okay, uh, and so, uh, so when you mentioned GEMS uh, uh, World Academy, uh, uh, kids go there after school and l learn uh, uh, from uh, presenters or, or teachers yeah. about business, about finances, yeah. about uh, what, what is the, the, the so education they, they get? It usually, it usually works over 12 to 15 uh, training hours, mm -hmm. I would say. And they learn everything from how to do a business model canvas to how to keep a financial ledger mm. to also working in a team. So a lot of times we ask them to 
bring their team members with them. So someone takes on the role of chief innovation officer, CEO, chief financial officer. So they learn the differences between accountability and responsibility. Oh they learn God. about what, where bottlenecks happen and why things don't move forward. But also they learn a lot about ideation, how to come up with a business idea, a go-to-market strategy, how to uh, figure out what their total addressable market is. Things that we would learn as adults, we assume that kids can't do it, but actually they're better than us in doing these kind of things. I'm 100% agree. And, and you are in between Silicon Valley and uh, Middle East. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, what do you see the difference between the kids in Silicon Valley or kids around the U.S. and, and here in Middle East? What, what is the major difference? I, I don't think there's much of a difference. I think when it comes, the older they get, you start to see the differences. Mm -hmm. But very young kids, I've worked in refugee camps. I've worked in top-notch uh, world-class schools. I've worked in multiple countries. Kids all have a thirst for knowledge. They all have a thirst for doing something different, for ownership, and their brains are like sponges. The one thing I will say is that in the Middle East, the privileged kids, a lot of times, have more of a hunger because of their exposure. Mm -hmm. In the US, a lot of times it's the less privileged. So the mm -hmm. people from middle income um, or marginalized communities mm -hmm. might be more likely to want to become entrepreneurs. So here in this part of the world, that a lot of people want to be government employees. They don't have that there as much. They yes. have that. They have. I want to have my own business. I want to do my own thing. Uh, a lot more than here when it comes to the different socioeconomic kind of brackets. We, uh, we had a guest here in uh, uh, actually at the STEP conference. Uh, he uh, was he did a high school here. Then he went to university for business and accounting in uh, in uh, uh, US and returned the new person, like the the, the entrepreneurly and entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurship mindset in US is amazing. And uh, and uh, um, is is this uh, as you said? kids are the same yeah. it's about what what you offer them absolutely and this is where i mean we uh, i think as a culture we we don't expect kids to earn money we don't expect kids to save money as much or at least historically that wasn't part of our culture there was the odd family that would do that in the u.s when kids are eight or nine years old they're doing a lemonade stand Yes. They and that's the culture that starts building this entrepreneurial mindset that you can dream big, that you can do things, that you can make money, that it's not it's okay to ask for people to pay for a service or for a product. We have a very to get an investment. Yes. I, I, uh, people are going around uh, uh, in high schools in US and, and like two, three slides, five slides and asking for millions of dollars uh, yeah. and getting millions of dollars because yeah. they are asking. So we have a program par as part of BizWorld that we've just launched called the Yes. So it's Young Entrepreneur Success Program. And what that actually is, it's like a, a 12 week high intensity for an older age group, 16 to 21, high intensity program. And they have mentors from the corporate sector, etc. But the end result is actually investment. So they have a Shark Tank type of uh, oh, yeah. event, but they actually get funding up to thirty thousand dollars. So it's not like it's just you know talking about a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. No, it's talking real money that can really help them start. And, and, and as you said, uh, 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 when they make a lemonade stand or, or they, when they are asking for an investment, or they they think it's an, as a normal part of the uh, process of business. Yeah. 
here and maybe other uh, uh, parts of the world also. It's like, oh, I'm asking some, but they don't yeah. see that they're basically solving a problem with the people yeah. uh, for the people with the wealth that yeah. they can invest. The, the rules have changed recently, so we have to also take that into account. Up, up until last year, kids couldn't work, so it was illegal to work. Up until last year, you couldn't set up a business unless you were of a certain age. In the last year, they've changed a lot of these rules here, here in the UAE. Mm -hmm. So now ch ch people can work as of the age of 15. There are limitations, there are restrictions, but they can start working and earning. And they can also register a business as young as 18 now, which wasn't the case before. Okay, so uh, we have more three or four more years in, in my house, so, so our, our kids uh, start uh, having their own companies. But now they, they're like, like uh, they would like to be, uh, you know, like uh, casting jobs for, for, for uh, ads, for yeah. movies, for uh, modeling and so on, to earn some pocket money uh, of their own and to feel independent. And I think this is the right feeling that they want to have. So... Uh, uh, given that my kids going to uh, just across the street of the yeah. Gems World Academy in Gems Founder School, uh, I think that uh, definitely uh, I would like uh, them to apply to to this. And as you said, understand what keeps the world spinning. Yeah, the it's business. Not about, it's, I mean, whenever when I first started, the concept of entrepreneurship and financial literacy for kids was a very foreign concept. Mm -hmm. So no one here was doing it. This is back in 2016 before people really realized the value of these kind of skills. Over the last few years with COVID, number one, but more so the rise of AI and automation is showing people more and more that the education system is not prepared for all of this. These, tech, these tools are all phenomenal and they're not going to go away and it's not gonna, nothing's going to change. Learning how to make the most out of them, learning how to use them to your advantage, that is what's going to make a difference. And I mean, I have one of my entrepreneurial students came to me the other day. They have a very uh, classic business that they've been running for the past six months. Mm -hmm. And now they've decided to up, up, update their business using AI. So well, because they have that entrepreneurial mindset, AI is not something that they're worried about. It's just an extra thing that they can do that's going to make it even more interesting. <laughs> and that's the entrepreneurial mindset that we talk about. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, so uh, what do you do at the STEP conference? I'm speaking on the Earth stage uh, later today. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be talking about EdTech. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a mixed uh, mixed opinion on that. Oh. But we'll be talking in a panel about technology and education. Uh, definitely. Uh, thank you very much for being in, in our podcast. And uh, I really uh, wish this to happen. And I think that uh, it is happening whether we want it or not, but let's ma make it in a structured way in, in, with education and having the nice future for our kids and uh, for their kids, of course. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. It was really a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure was mine. Uh, we're continuing our series at the STEP conference in our pop-up studio. We go around the world, we go around the conferences and talk with the interesting people, as you just saw, talking about and tackling the topics that will change the world. And the change is the only constant, as you know.